This is Coast and County Radio's Extra Time Podcast in association with Scarborough College and powered by Grundon Graphics. 97.4 FM, through the Vales, across the Moors and along the coast. Extra Time, sporting reviews and opinions from those in the know. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening to everyone. You are listening to a brand new episode of the Coast and County Radio Extra Time podcast brought to you by Scarborough College. I'm delighted to be joined by Scarborough IUFC head coach Matty Jones, who is gearing up for a brand new season, the first season in almost over a year. Uh, Matty, how are you doing this evening? Uh, Yeah, mate, I'm doing good. Uh, It's been a good kind of week. Um, So, yeah, as you said, the boys are gearing up really well so uh, there's a bit of a buzzer around the kind of club and around the lads so um, so yeah so it's been good. Yeah and, and you mentioned about the buzz there just how are things up at the up at the rugby club at the moment I know a lot of people probably won't have been up there since the restrictions these just how is how are things going both on and off the field? Uh, yeah mate it's going good uh, obviously the club's thriving with the um, with the NHS um, hub um, so we've got a lot of kind of new member and new people kind of coming through the club and for the first time they've seen the club and, and, and really enjoying the facilities so that's obviously a, a bonus for us as a club um, being able to reach out to those kind of people and and then obviously with the gym and, and squash courts and the rugby club being open uh, people are starting to kind of feel that kind of confidence to kind of come back out and, and get amongst it so so yeah so there's a great buzzer around the club and, and now we just want to try and kind of start kind of playing so we can get that rugby side kind of like back up off the ground. Yeah, definitely. Well, for those of you uh, listeners who don't know, Scarborough train twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday up at the rugby club. Uh, Matty, you trained last night. Just uh, j- just how are the lads feeling now that they're on the approach to, to a new season? Uh, it's been good, mate. Uh, I'll tell you what, obviously, as like a, we all know that it's been a, a long kind of uh, 14, 16 months uh, and we've kind of been here and we've kind of had kind of games all lined up and they haven't kind of come for no kind of reason. But when the league starts, there's no kind of getting out of it. Um, so we know that we're only kind of two sessions away from our first hit out. And we're lucky we've got a rivalry with Driffel that we um, that obviously we owe uh, them because they beat us the last time we played. Uh, so, yeah, so we're looking forward to trying to kind of start the season well and, and just kind of grow that kind of confidence from there and, and get the lads back out on the field is what we said. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the lads have been um, without a lot of 15s practice in, in a long time, but you hosted um, the, the the first inaugural 10s tournament um, up at Silver Royd. Is that, you know, just, just exactly how did that how did that go, um, Matty? That must have been really nice to sort of bring a load of teams together and, and playing some rugby again. Yeah, it was amazing to kind of be one of the first events to be held. Uh, also, one of the first contact uh, events to be held as well, since restrictions only lifted like the week before, so that you could actually have like full proper scrums and contact um, and malls. Uh, so yeah, so that was great. And then having kind of we had a, a few kind of um, new clubs um, join the proceedings uh, and a couple of old kind of friends and Hollandians and and um, kind of like teams like that that it kind of came across. Uh, we had a few kind of. Um, just kind of made up kind of teams, uh, guys who just wanted to kind of get involved uh, and a couple of social teams as well. So with kind of 10 teams at the end of the day and we uh, start, I started about 10 o'clock at night and finished up about five o'clock and that was, it was rugby all day. And, and 
it was just a, it was a blessing to be involved in and and i think yeah, as everyone said it uh, it was an amazing day and everyone really enjoyed it so we're looking to hopefully go bigger and better next year yeah so as you say there i was, I was just going to go on to uh, to next season i guess is this something that you're going to fixture in now to pre-season every single year and try and open it up to as many teams as as possible yeah, we are. So we're just in the process of obviously talking about it now, but we've been in touch with um, our kind of like touch, our O2 touch side. So they're looking to run an event on the same day. Uh, we've been in touch with the um, the netball girls. So they're looking to run an event on the same day as well. And then also our Scarborough a women's side. So we're looking to obviously have the, the senior rugby men's, um, the senior girls, uh, a netball kind of uh, competition and a touch tournament all on the kind of same day. So we're looking to obviously have the success of the first one. We're looking to kind of drive that and, and have a bit of a sports kind of festival at the club and, and really kind of get the club kind of thriving. And, and as what kind of a, a few kind of clubs said, it's a great kind of pre-season kind of hit out without the full kind of um, full kind of 15s. It's, it's a nice way to kind of ease your way into the kind of season. So, um, so yeah, so we're really looking forward to it. And as I said, we're kind of in the, in the kind of start of planning um, what's to kind of come. So it should be great. Yeah, definitely. And um, of course, just just moving to sort of your own side, um, how has sort of recruitment been this season? Have you managed to bring in um, a couple of bodies that will hopefully help you going forward? Yeah, so obviously with the kind of the COVID and the, the outbreak, we lost a few lads who obviously went home. So Benny, uh, Angus, uh, Henry, just to name a few guys who have kind of like moved on and, and kind of gone back home because of it. So we're lucky enough, we've picked up a couple of um, two pop lads from, um, so uh, Charlie and, and Harry, both brothers. Obviously, Charlie's a YDL at the club. Uh, so we've picked them up. Um, another guy who uh, was a friend of a friend, Aaron Thompson, has um, come across as well. So so that's been fantastic to try and bolster with kind of English lads. Um, and then we've had a, a guy who's been working in the mines with um, Angular Pacific and, and obviously the serious out of Whitby. And he's shown up and he's uh, looked to be a handy kind of player as well. So we've been pretty lucky to be fair that kind of guys have fallen on our kind of doorstep without kind of too much recruitment. So obviously as you're aware and everyone's aware that kind of we look to try and get as many kind of people in as, as what we can to kind of bolster our squads. But with kind of no travel and everyone kind of stuck in their own homes and cities, it's been a little bit kind of difficult this year. So, but it's been great because the younger lads uh, have really kind of, have really kind of taken it on and, and they're showing up to training and really looking to try and learn this season and they've come on leaps and bounds to be fair over the last kind of couple of years so um, it'd be great to kind of see them out on the pit. Yeah definitely and uh, another familiar face that I've seen around the around the uh, club is Sam Dawson um, of course a huge integral part of, of the uh, of the title winning season. Um, is he going to feature do you think as soon as he gets up to fitness? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's already been kind of in and out of the gym. Um, he's over kind of jet lag and, and he's ready to kind of get back in and roaring to get back in. So he, um, he's been back home for the last kind of year, year and a half. And uh, him and his partner and, and child have come over and uh, he's come over full of energy and a new kind of uh, obviously the same kind of voice of what. And as you said, he was a huge driving force of us kind of three years ago. And it's uh, fantastic to have him back amongst the lads. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, a few kind of other guys are looking to try and step away. But to have that kind of voice come back and another kind of leader in the team uh, is great for us. And, and he's one of those players that the guys kind of follow when he kind of doesn't just talk the talk, he actually walks it as well. So, uh, so yeah, so it's great to have him back on the side. Yeah, definitely. Well, it sounds really positive. And, uh, of course, just on the uh, 
on on promoting from within the club. A lot of talented players, uh, just to name a few. I mean, the likes of uh, John T. Holloway, Ewan Govier, um, Drew, of course, uh, Will Renard as well coming through. Um, you know, the system is in place, isn't it, Matty? So you must be hoping that, that we'll see a couple more progress through the ranks and, and you know, make the debuts for the first team. Yeah, definitely. That's right. We've obviously got to even kind of go a little bit younger. We've got our Rory McAdam and obviously Ed Hopper, uh, both kind of young kids, Alex Hurd as well. So kind of the younger kind of kids that obviously have come through the system, um, missed out a little bit last year with kind of COVID, um, but have been training the house down and, and showing up to every kind of training uh, and, and are looking really good and taking all the kind of all our systems and all our plays on board. And it's fantastic. And these kind of kids are, are really kind of showing up to learn. And, and obviously, it's a great environment to be in. And, and it's great to coach when the kids kind of really kind of are like sponges and taking it all in. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, looking at the, uh, a lot of people probably haven't haven't found out that the fixtures have been released, of course, Matty, for the season that's upcoming. Um, prior to sort of how you end the year, you start away at Driftfield. It's Heath at home, Bradford and Bingley away, Morley at home, and two away trips with Pocklington and Old Broads. Uh, Moulton at home, Durham City away, Concert at home, Morpeth away, Ilkley at home, Cleckheaton uh, away, Moortown at home and then Heath away to end the uh, to end 2021. Just how does that first sort of half of the season sound um, to you? Because there's some big trips in there, isn't there? Yeah, it's the massive ones. And unfortunately, we lucked out a little bit. I think we've got kind of four away and two at home or something like that. So it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a really kind of tough start to us. So it'd be interesting to see kind of where everyone else's strengths are because obviously a lot of kind of teams in our league all kind of look to kind of promote from overseas and, and no one's been able to do that. So it all kind of come down to who's kind of who's got the stronger kind of junior kind of set up in those kind of junior teams. But we've got a few probably obviously we've got old broads and Heath back in our in our league. Um looks like concerts kind of come back up as well. So um so yeah so it's been fantastic. We're gonna go back to some old clubs we haven't been for a few years. Um and then yeah our local rivals with Poff, Moulton, uh Driftfield uh as well. So I think there's not going to be any easy games. Um, we know that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, guys are up for a challenge and we're going to do the best of what we can do and, and we'll put our best foot forward come kind of next week and, and then look to kind of go from there. Yeah, definitely. And then on the uh, 8th of January, it all starts again in 2022. Bradford and Bingley uh, are the visitors to Silveroid. It's then Morley away, somewhere that we've not not been a very happy hunting ground for Scarborough um, as Morley, Pocklington at home, or Broads at home, Moulton away, Durham City at home, Concert away, Morpeth at home, Ilkley away, Cleckheaton at home, Moortown mm. away and Driffield to end the season. Um, Matty, if, uh, if I'm to ask you to fast forward um, a couple mm-hmm. of months now and, and we get to the end of the season, you're playing Driffield at home, where exactly are you hoping that your side will be come the end of the year? Well, look, we're, we're in no, no illusions. We're probably on the, a little bit of the back foot with our kind of um, guys. We, we do have a good squad, but it's not a big uh, depth squad. Um, so if we can kind of keep everyone kind of fit and healthy, um, we're looking for a kind of top mid-table finish um, and really kind of pushing those kind of top four um, teams. But, um, but yeah, we, we just want to make sure that we're just doing the best of what we can and we're just putting, as I said, we're putting our best foot forward. Um, we're kind of driving in those kind of youngsters. Uh, after, um, obviously, Christmas, the Colts kids uh, will be available to play as well. So they've been held back for kind of um, five or six months. So it would be great to get those kids kind of involved, um, come around uh, around that kind of time of the year as well. So 
uh, it'd be interesting. But uh, but yeah, we're looking to obviously just try and kind of win games, winning more games that, that we kind of lose, and, and really kind of show that we've got Scarborough a bit of a fortress, and, and make sure that we don't give up anything easy um, coming to coming to Scarborough. Yeah, definitely. And um, a lot of the listeners might won't know what um, what the league is like. They won't know um, you know what to expect from from the league. I guess when it comes to sort of November time when the pitches start to churn up it gets a lot more of a physical battle it, a lot of players are quite susceptible to injuries aren't they and your squad could be quite stretched come Christmas time yeah definitely uh, we look at that we kind of go down and, and most kind of squads and teams probably end up using probably 35 to 40 players throughout the season so it's not only just a 15 to 20 man kind of game week and week out uh Obviously, your squads are as big as what they kind of need to be, and, and like like we said, we usually go around that thirty-five to forty mark um, throughout the year. So uh, we need the buy-in from kind of the the first team, the Vikings and the Danesmen, uh, because everyone's going to be needed and everyone's going to be wanted this season. So we're still unsure, obviously, with what's going to happen, kind of with the kind of COVID breakouts or or if anything like that happens. But we've got three weeks in, in place for uh, anything like that that kind of does happen. Uh, but yeah, but we'll just kind of play it by ear and we'll get off to a good start and then go from there. Yeah, definitely. And um, the last time Scarborough travelled to Driffield, it was on the uh, 7th of March 2020, which was the week before the last game of the season. Everything was brought to a halt um, and it was a disappointing 43-7 defeat. Matty, for those uh, travelling fans that are going to go next week, I, I guess you're just hoping that your side put in a... A solid performance. Yeah, that's right. And as we said, we've already kind of looked and spoken about that, and and the boys are aware that that was our that was one of the last performances that, that what the kind of what the supporters and what everything kind of saw. And um, we will hope that we've kind of done a little bit more um, to kind of put that right. Uh, obviously, it'll be my first game in charge as well. So obviously, Smithy, um, Simon Smith, the ex coach, he was in charge of that kind of game. So. I'm looking forward to kind of getting up there and getting my hands dirty on the coaching side of things. Um, and yeah, hopefully we've got uh, some new kind of plays and some new players and some new kind of systems and structures in place that will be able to suit us a, a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just on, on that opener as well, um, before we move on, Driffield, um, a side that, of course, bolstered a very, a very strong pack. Um, I know they, they completely out, outdid us at, at their spot last time. You, I'm sure you'll be expecting that they'll be similar to yourselves and, and obviously not with any overseas. That, that It will be a very, very interesting season, won't it, for, for your side and for others as well? Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously, you hear rumours and, and everything else that what's going on. But as I said, like the league is the league. It's right there. Everyone has to kind of put out a, a team and we need to make sure that rugby kind of gets back off the ground. Um, so, yeah, so obviously they'll be what they are. They're a, a bunch of kind of big farmer lads. Uh, so they'll be strong, physical. Uh, we just need to be smart uh, and play a little bit kind of wider um, and not kind of run into run into their kind of game plan. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, of course, you, you took on the role in, I think it was 2019, following Simon Smith um, stepping down. Uh, it's hard to believe that you've not actually had a, a competitive <laughs> league fixture as the head coach in, in, in so long. Um, what are your hopes as, as, as the head coach? And, you know, you must be really excited for next weekend. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've had to kind of, obviously, I've, I think I did one game at York away kind of last year. Uh, well, obviously, when the last kind of time the season was played, uh, I really enjoyed it. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'm just, as I said, we're looking forward to getting my hands dirty, uh, looking forward to kind of working closely with the lads, um, trying to come up with a game plan that everyone's kind of happy with, um, trying to come up with a structure that everyone can play to and everyone understands. Uh, and then, yeah, and then we're looking to try and get those results. Um, we're making sure that obviously we just perform at the end of the day uh, and we go out there and give our best. As, as long as that kind of happens, I'll, I'll be a happy coach. Um, so, yeah, so the boys are buying into what we're kind of trying to look at at the moment. And that's all I can kind of ask for as a coach. And when the kind of new lads kind of step in and step up and the younger lads kind of coming through, um, get their opportunity, uh, we hope that we kind of encourage them to kind of have a go and, and yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of the players will have only seen you in a in a training environment. Are you a coach that likes to, you know, sort of dangle the carrots for people or are you a little bit more firm um, when you're sort of trying to get your, your point across to the lads? Uh, probably definitely a lot more firm when it comes to kind of training sessions. Um, so we want to try and get my kind of point and, and my kind of like uh, ideas kind of out to the lads. But at the end of the day, when they're playing the game, then they're the ones who have to make the kind of the decisions on the day. And whether it's right or wrong, that's the decision that's been made. And, and so we want to give the guys the kind of confidence so that they can uh, make those decisions um, under pressure and in kind of what those kind of games. So, uh, I feel like I could probably, yeah, I, I feel like I, I just want to give the guys probably enough kind of options and ideas that when it comes to the game, then they're going to they're gonna have that kind of structure and those kind of like things in place for those guys. Yeah, definitely. And I guess for you, Matty, the, the reassuring factor must be that rather than you being an external coach coming in, you've you've got the people around you at the club that can sort of you can sort of turn to for for a shoulder to, to you know, sort of ask them any questions or to pick their brains. I guess that must be really reassuring for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we've got some great guys that I can lean on. Obviously, Simon Smith, um, Jason Lau, Rob Hazeldine, Mike Holder as well. So, obviously, I'm a young kind of coach coming through, just stepping out of playing side of things. Um, and those guys have been there and done it and had that kind of experience. Um, so, it's obviously, it's fantastic to have those guys to lean on. And we've got a really good kind of senior set up with Drew, uh, Raddy, Sam, um, Her- um, Tom Harrison as well so those kind of guys that are around inside the kind of playing side and then I've got my kind of guys uh, outside that can show up to most games and I can um, they're always there to kind of have a chat and, and I can bounce ideas off them as well so um, so yeah so it's fantastic the kind of support that what we get in and around the rugby club yeah, definitely. And um, on a on a on a different note, Matty. Um, of course, it's it's going to be quite tough. Um, obviously, the weekend will come, and then hopefully a positive result the week after. Um, it's probably going to be a lot more for reflection um, for a lot of people, isn't it? That we're going to be at a game of rugby without long-standing supporters such as Barry Beanland, um, Dave Campbell. Um, you know, just to name a few. Um, I guess it is going to be a case of just remembering that, that they're not here anymore, but, um, you know, still continuing their legacy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a massive kind of shame. Obviously, Dave was huge with the, the reporting side of things and always gave his um, uh, touchline kind of um, support and obviously articles as well. Um, Barry was a huge force in and around the club. The, the same with, obviously, um, Ken Anderson, um, always kind of showing, obviously, Tom coming through uh, as well. So, 
Yeah, and and obviously there is a there's a huge list, unfortunately, that all are, are not going to be there. And and I know that I've spoken to a few guys and a few of the supporters, and and they've passed on that um, that a couple of their friends who come and watch every week uh, have um, have obviously passed away with COVID as well. So. Uh, yeah, so it's obviously it's going to be a huge shame. Uh, I, I'm sure the club are looking to try and do something, uh, and we will all kind of in time kind of uh, do our own kind of things to um, make sure that we know that their kind of legacies at the club and in and around the club um, live on. But I'm sure you'll agree, Matty, that uh, that their sort of their support and and their continued desire will always live on at the club, won't it? That's right, mate. Yeah, and I think most of the guys have all got their names up on the, like their kind of. Our, uh, up on the wall in the, in the clubhouse and they'll always be kind of spoken about and they'll always be there um, to support. Their families will always be still kind of coming up week in, week out to support the lads, uh, support the guys in the family kind of environment as well. So, uh, so yeah, so all these guys are kind of great people and, and yeah, it's a shame. But um, unfortunately, there's a, yeah, we're looking to try and kind of do something to, to honour that kind of memory. Yeah, definitely. Um, and of course, the club are um, just just on the side for anyone listening. The club are on the search for a first um, fifteen touch judge for the twenty one twenty two season. Um, if you're interested at all, then please contact uh, the director of rugby, Mike Holder. That's uh, Holder underscore fifty five at hotmail dot com. Um, that's Holder underscore fifty five at hotmail dot com. Um, as well, Matty, uh, next Friday, so a week today, we have um, a special memory event that's been held. At the club, um, in memory of Barry Beanland, of course, um, who we just mentioned there. Um, it's been organised by Barry's partner Sandra. Um, a touch rugby game um, from six forty-five to seven thirty, ending with a minute's applause for Barry. That'll be a, a really nice event, won't it, to sort of kickstart events at, back up at the rugby club. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Barry had a, a huge influence on the reunion night that always started uh, the first Friday in September before the, the first season game. Um, so I think Sandra wanted to pay a little bit of tribute um, to to everyone uh, and try and kind of run something alongside um, alongside that as well. So it'd be great, obviously, to get some of the old boys kind of down and have a bit of a, a run out and Obviously, touch touches for for everyone and anyone. So, um, so anyone can come down and have a run around uh, and enjoy the night. And hopefully, we'll get uh, a few supporters uh, and friends and family up there for the evening. Um, and yeah, and as we said, uh, the minute of applause is, is for a great man. And um, so yeah, so hopefully, it should be a kind of special night. And as you said, to kind of start off the uh, the season with that uh, is is fantastic and so uh, something that Barry would uh, definitely appreciate. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, of course. Uh, just finally, Matty. Um, you know, it's 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 a big weekend next weekend. You'll be uh, you'll be wanting to urge as many supporters to make the the trip over to Driftfield, won't you, to to come and support the lads on? Yeah, that's it. it looks exactly as rugby's back. So, um, so, so it's absolutely kind of fantastic, and we want to spread the word as much as possible. Um, we want to try and get everyone kind of out um, to Driftfield. It's, it's nice and easy. It's only just down the road. So we always get a great support base um, there. And and as, as we said, like we're looking to try and play a good brand of rugby that's entertaining to, to watch for all supporters. Um, so, yeah, so that's what um, that's what we're after. And obviously we need that kind of 16th man. We, all, we always know that Scarborough have a great kind of following uh, no matter whereabouts we go. So, um we uh, we hope to see everyone um, down there next week at Driftfield, and, and then that huge one the week after with uh, Heath at home. 
so the first home game of the season will be uh, will be massive. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you very much, Matty, for joining me on the Coast and County Radio Extra Time podcast. Um, I mean, you know, it's been uh, it's been nice to sort of chat around the season. Um, when do you think the nerves are going to start to kick in? Uh, definitely, uh, probably uh, probably a little bit Thursday and then probably just most of the kind of day on Saturday, I think. I think I'll probably be nervous for a few of the guys who haven't kind of played more than anything rather than myself. I, I'm not a huge kind of nervous person, but I know that we'll have a, a lot of young kids that probably might be one or two of their first kind of games. Um, and then also a couple of even our new recruits, their first kind of games as well. So I'll be making sure I can keep my nerves in check and then helping those kind of guys out. So that, um, so that, yeah, they enjoy the occasion and, and don't let it kind of over overall them uh, too much. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, if you enjoyed listening to today's episode, you can catch um, previous episodes with John Green, Andy Campbell, and uh, my interview with AD Mayer, uh, and plenty of interviews as well on Spotify. Um, but Matty, thank you very much for joining me um, on the podcast, and uh, good luck next weekend. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much for having me.